Chapter Six of the Great Pearl Secret. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elaine Conway, England. The Great Pearl Secret by Charles Norris Williamson. Chapter Six. Behind the Bookshelf captain manners this is monsieur de Fagel, private secretary to monsieur mayenne of whom you have heard me speak claire manner introduced the two men as the messenger came in he shook de Fagel's hand and gave him one of this delightful smiles which helped to make him popular with all types and classes jack tried not to hear what juliet's husband and the frenchman said to each other not that there was any special reason why he shouldn't hear for he'd heard pat groan over the pawned pearls till he was sick of the subject and he had been drawn into the business of trying to get them for juliet after claire manor left france but his part in the affair was ended and he felt that pat would rather be alone with de Fagel than he had been asked to make third on the scene entirely through politeness besides he was grimly conscious that the three men were not the only persons present he was as sure as simone had been that lida pavoya listened from behind the spanish screen or the half-drawn green velvet curtains he was angry for juliet's sake that the woman should be in the house and disgusted that she should be hidden never had he come so near disliking pat even on the day when juliet broke the news of her engagement but to his own annoyance he could not dislike him wholeheartedly he even found himself sneakingly half sorrow for the fellow wondering why this should be he was roused from his thoughts by the raised voice of de Fagel. but i must beg monsieur de luc that you open the box in my presence and verify the contents he exclaimed i see how you feel but i can't do that and it's not necessary returned pat jack manners had seated himself on the club fender that guarded the fine fireplace he had taken an illustrated paper to occupy eyes and hands but he glanced up and saw on the table between claire manor and de Facal a box neatly packed in some waterproof-looking material sealed with five fat crimson seals it would spoil all the fun if i broke those seals pat went on in a more human tone my wife must be the first to open the thing and see the pearls i'm extremely sorry she's out but it can't be helped if you care to wait when will madame the duchess return de Facal inquired that's more than i know not till late i'm afraid i have made an, an engagement in a half hour from now regretted the frenchman taking out his watch it is an appointment that cannot be put off as the person is not free to change from one time to another monsieur i urge you to open the box 
it is only fair to the purser of the britannia who kept it in his safe it is only fair to me claremanagh laughed oh don't bother about that side of it those seals alone are a proof that the packet hasn't been tampered with since it left mayen's hand you're his secretary monsieur de Facal, and he trusts you completely or he wouldn't have chosen you above any one else as his messenger but i don't suppose he would take that seal ring i gave him off his finger to lend it even to you he volunteered the promise to me that it should never leave his hand in fact when i pledged the pearls to him for two hundred thousand francs it was he who suggested fastening them up in a box sealed with my own particular private seal you are right so far monsieur le duc admitted de Facal. my employer has been true to his agreement for one thing the ring you have made with the facsimile of your seal happens to be rather small i do not think he could remove it from his finger if he wished without having it sawed off by a jeweller very well there you are then said pat i am not there argued the frenchman unfamiliar with english idioms seals can be taken off and fastened on again i have heard without the change leaving a trace i am certain these are intact but putting aside myself and the pursuer monsieur would not rot my dear fellow cut in the duke i trust mayon as i trust myself of course i know we all three know the pearls are inside that box you say you can't wait for my wife to come home i say the seals shan't be broken by any hand but hers let's be sensible manners come here won't you and reassure monsieur de Facal by examining those seals he snatched the box up from the table and held it out to jack you've got sharp eyes i leave it to you can't you swear that those five red blobs have never been tampered with even by the smartest expert alive reluctantly jack came forward and accepting the box closely examined the seals i think i'd be prepared to swear that he said all the same monsieur de Facal is right in my opinion you owe it to him to everyone concerned including the company who've insured the pearls to open the box before you let it go out of your sight you're no true friend of juliet's to give me such advice pat taunted him and i won't take it that's flat while as for the seals look there as he retrieved the package he nodded at a ring on the least finger of his right hand both men's eyes went to it Defecal's to note perhaps how precisely the raised design of the wax resembled the sunken design on the gold but there was a different thought in jack manners mind he remembered what juliet had written him about his ring what had happened between her and pat was the question that flashed through his head a few hours ago she had sealed her secret letter with her husband's ring after some dispute concerning it and now here it was on pat's finger again claremanagh unconscious of jack's disparaging 
reflections began to regain something like his old gaiety of manner are you satisfied monsieur he said then seeing that defacal screwed up his brilliant eyes in a near-sighted way the duke flung the box on the table and pulled off the ring have a good look at it he said almost forcing it into the frenchman's hand there's a safe in the wall of this room made by my dead father-in-law to keep such things as he didn't care to send to the bank my wife and i are the only people alive who have keys to it or know the combination besides my own man is the one servant allowed in this room so you see jack i don't need to keep the box in sight after monsieur defacal goes as he spoke he walked toward an alcove at the left of the fireplace it was fitted with bookshelves and as manners eyes followed claire manor he remembered the secret of silas fair's safe part of the top shelf had to be pulled out from the wall after touching a spring and then pushed up thus a small steel door was revealed and could be unlocked only after a certain combination of letters had been made jack had not thought of the safe in years or glanced in its direction on entering the room but now to his surprise he saw that the bookshelf had already been pushed up and the safe door not only revealed but opened claremanagh's back was turned to him and he could not see by a change of face whether pat was vexed at his own forgetfulness or indifferent but jack remembered the hidden fourth person in the room and instinct told him that the safe had not been opened in readiness for the pearls there had been some other motive claremanagh and the polish woman had been interrupted in their tete-a-tete and it would be characteristic of pat if an unexpected rap on the door had caught him unawares could he have been in the act of giving pavoya a jewel from the safe when he had been forced to answer a knock luckily no such suspicion could be in the frenchman's head for he had not seen pavoya slip into the house jack glanced at him and saw that he had laid the duke's seal ring on the table beside the sealed packet he was looking at the safe but showed no surprise at finding it open for him it had been prepared to receive the pearls there's a good little hidey-hole said pat now i'll sign the receipt monsieur and you may go to your engagement with a light heart he went back to the table took the box and tossed it into the aperture in the wall then he closed the steel door did something to it which the eyes of neither man could follow and pulled down the concealing bookshelf a moment later he was scrawling claremanagh on the paper with defagel rather sulkily put into his hand End of chapter six